Hello, and welcome to the 12th episode of the Queen Bee Book Club podcast. We are joined once again by our dear friend, Tyler Laminack. Oh my God. Thank you guys so much for having me back to finish off this book. It's our pleasure. I'm sure. I'm Audrey, and we are the Queen Bees. We are the Queen Bees, and he is the lone prince bee. The worker bee. <laughs> yes. Are there prince bees? No. No. Ah. There's just a queen. I didn't want to make you king, though, because I made you an equal. I so also I... don't think there are king bees. There are not. Just because bees get it. Yeah, there are drones. <laughs> there are warrior bees. Is that? No. No. Okay. I mean, what are those? I mean, yeah. maybe. Are you thinking of a wasp? A wasp? Yeah. <laughs> Wasps serve. What are the purpose. bees? Mm. Well, I don't know. You're a bit of a honeybee, Tyler. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? Like, he's very sweet. Oh. Oh, I thought you just meant that I like honey. <laughs> I don't know? like honey at all. Or that I like. What's wrong with you? I don't know. I just what? really don't like it. Like the consistency, the flavor. The flavor. There's okay. something about it. I well, just don't. I don't know what's wrong with you because I could eat those honey sticks from the farmer's market all Yikes. the live long day. Well, I guess you'll never be a honey bee, Audrey. No. Nope. God. Audrey's I a queen a bee. Fraud. Okay, that's. I guess that makes but sense. But I support bees because they're important for pollination, as we learned from Bee Movie, mm. starring Jerry Seinfeld. Did not see that. But did not see it. I don't know why I saw it, but I did. <laughs> I did see a lot of promotion for it in 30 Rock, so I feel yes. like I've seen it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this has been our bee podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel even though it is cold outside, my heart is warm mm. because we did not send a pedophile to the U.S. Senate Holla! back for Roy. Also, What sorry. was it, 0.8%? 0.8% <laughs> away from it? All, like, as, white people voted for yes. Roy Moore, but thanks. As far as I know, he has not conceded yet. No. He's, like, still on his horse. He's still on his ready. horse. <laughs> I saw a tweet from J.K. Rowling that was, like, because Roy Moore was like, it's fine, God will intervene. And then and then she she said something like, yeah, except that Roy Moore, like, God already did, and she's black. <laughs> so, yeah. so love it. In that same Twitterverse, one of uh, one of the really great uh, tweet, Twitter accounts is uh, the Tweet of God. Never. I don't know if you've no, seen no. it. Um, and it's the one. Sounds great. Yeah, it's a Twitter account that just has a tremendous amount of followers. It isn't verified because how are you going to verify God's Twitter? Great. But, great um, point, you agnostic. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but he, but uh, he or she will just like hop in and at the best moments like say something. Um, like probably like I think, she. Probably she. Um, just quote <laughs> tweeted that same thing you were referring to mm-hmm. um, about Roy Moore, Roy Moore saying that he's just waiting for God to intervene. And this uh, God tweet just said, it's like, nah, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> also, oh, God. <laughs> in, when uh, Doug Jones accepted or like did his like victory speech, mm-hmm. he walked off to teach me how to Dougie. I know. Love I it. saw that. <laughs> Why? I don't like, know. I suppose like Doug and Doug Dougie, has his name. I don't know if that's... I mean, I would absolutely walk out to any share song you want to play. <laughs> I mean, the real question is whether or not he can teach people how to Dougie. I would... Do you know how to Dougie? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sorry oh. for asking. Jeez. Oh. Apology accepted. <laughs> One of the tweets I really enjoyed was somebody was watching C-SPAN. I don't know why. All right. But they were watching the victory speech on there, and they, like, C-SPAN, like, isn't known for just cutting away from stuff. So after he walked off the stage, CSAN was just playing Teach Me How to Dougie. <laughs> Very joyful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a fun song. It is. Yeah. It was a simpler time in all of our lives. It was. Dougie. Right. Yes. Oh. Pretend we knew how to Dougie. 
that that's the camp I'm in is pretending to know how. My cousin Lauren can doggy. I've never really? been more impressed in my life. I should ask her to teach me. Yeah. <laughs> You should. I mean, I in your defense, even the, the person who wrote this song doesn't know. Oh, that's true. He's asking. He's for asking help. for help. Which, you know, so we, we should all do from time to time. Maybe we should all do for, for help. Yeah. Oh, man. There's dude. no shame in it. No. God, there was no shame in the early 2000s. You know, <laughs> what a time. You know? Uh, when people could just make songs asking for help. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> there were dances to them. Like, um, yeah. what was that? Soldier Boy? Oh, yep. Classic. I, I knew that one. Right. Tell them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Crank that. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Or like songs where they would spell out stuff, like Hollaback Girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody tweeted mm-hmm. not too long ago. It was like, I just heard someone ask their mom how to spell bananas, and so I'm sorry to report we're in a post Gwen Stefani world. Oh, my God. How dare you? Yeah. She, what has she been doing? She um, marrying voice. Blake Blake Shelton. Uh, com. But I'm very sick of People Magazine posting articles about them. Like, them being like, yeah, we're just so gushy with each other. I'm like, ugh. No one likes that. No one likes that at all. It's disgusting. Is there someone, just one particular person at People (laughs) Magazine that has a Blake Shelton fixation (laughs) and they're pushing it on the rest of us? I I don't. He's not even the hottest person in country music. I saw some other gentleman the other day. What was his name? Luke. Brian? Brian, maybe. He was a short name. (laughs) Luke? He was much more handsome. Yeah. So I really don't understand I think NBC probably paid a lot of money to get him. I like. I just think he has a great publicist. Oh, yeah. If I think that's probably right. She's probably a woman. Yeah. If money can get you a sexiest designation, then I don't want to live in this world. I feel like that's something that has to be earned. It does, not but bought. you also have to accept it. So my mm. theory is is that they potentially offered it to someone like Idris Elba, and he was like, that's way too embarrassing. Because I heard that they had offered it to Ryan Gosling the year everyone was like... Oh, God. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Yeah. And I think he was like, no. I, I mean, I've been watching a lot of Luther lately. Yeah. I started I, watching. I'm I feeling it I rewatched season one because of that, um, of the Insta story you posted about him being my boyfriend. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I, I like, I'm going to be honest. Like, I didn't really, like. He, he definitely didn't have much appeal for me when I first watched it. Mm-hmm. But the more that I watch him, the more he's grown on me. Like, you know. Like, I like that. I think especially now that he's befriended the serial killer, like, I like them being like him being like, one coffee doesn't mean we're friends. I'm like, all right. Yeah. I like it. That's a cool thing to say to a serial yeah. killer. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. Like, but like a hot female serial killer, like, who like, oh. is just a serial killer. She's a psychopath. Okay, but she killed she killed two people and a dog. That's but almost par- three. Her parents. That's almost three people. She definitely which is would the... kill more people though, if given the option. She oh, great. didn't she kill that um, oh, other good serial point. killer? Okay. So yeah, she's, she's a serial, serial killer. killer. That's How fair. dare you Sorry. question me Sorry. on that? God. I was trying to give her more credit. Though. She's the best. Alice. Yeah, she sounds great. She's great. She's super fun. She has red hair too. She's what? the chick. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen The Affair? No. Okay, but do you know who is the lead actress in The Affair? No. Okay, never mind. I've never heard of The Affair. (laughs) Me either, but... I only know of it because Joshua Jackson, a.k.a. Pacey, from Dawson's Creek, is in it. Hmm. Don't... Never watch that either. Never watch that either. You know what? Guys. Ugh. I know. I feel like this is my... This is my reckoning. You should watch. You should watch Luther, though. Have you watched that? Uh, no, I've seen one episode. I think. Or no, I've seen. I've seen half of the first episode. Okay. Well, you need to give it another chance because. I know. Yeah. Um, his wife is the sand, the head sand snake in Game mm-hmm. of Thrones. Ilaria. 
Oh, when I before you said Game of Thrones, I took Sand Snake out of context, <laughs> okay. and I just assumed it was some kind of like, sort of like weird Eastern European gang. <laughs> Close, but no, yeah. yeah. Um, so she's in it, and um, I really like. There's a um, no nonsense female boss, of oh, Luther. I, love her. I really like her. In season two, you'll also be happy because he basically just works on serial killers. That I will it like that better. Yeah. Is the show just Idris Elba surrounded by a whole bunch of ladies? No. no. Oh, okay. There, there are men too. I just he don't has, care about he has a partner yeah. who is a little gem. His name is Ripley. Is I he the young him. guy? Yes. Okay. I love him. And then there's the guy who looks like David Bowie. Yes. Yeah. Mm. It's a great show. Everyone, check it out. Yeah. Luther. Luther. Man, how have you guys been lately? You know, disappointed about the Golden Globes and SAG nominations. I know. I know. It was just ruined television for me. Honestly, things have been terrible for me lately at work. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I'm just going to come out and say it. But, um, you know, I'm getting some good news back from Lost Souls, which makes me feel like I have a future again. Right. So, Which is great. It's a mixed bag. Yeah. It's a mixed bag. I think being able to feel like you have a future is, you know, <laughs> signs of good things to come. Agreed. Yeah. I'm psyched for I'm so I don't know if you knew this about me guys, but my number one favorite holiday is coming up. No, not Christmas. New Year's Day. New Year's, New Year's Day, Day. Is your favorite I holiday? love it. Give me a clean slate and a goals chart. Oof. I'm all about it. I'm not Ugh. about making resolutions. I'd never make New Year's resolutions. I don't make resolutions, I make revolutions. Oh <laughs> Jesus. I love oh. New Year's. Yeah. It's also Back off birthday. everybody. <laughs> so it's your also, mom's birthday? It's my mom's birthday, so oh, it's also so cool. a wonderful day because we get to celebrate my mom. Yeah. So well, that's great. Yeah. Have you guys Oh man. I feel like New Year's Day though is a is a is a tough time for the Hangiobi. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I feel you. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. that's my one thing. I, I I would say my preference you know, is for New Year's Eve. Mm, but, yeah. Overrated. New Year's mm. Eve is always expensive. You're always mad. Sparkly. You're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. What are you supposed to be doing? Like going know, like out to cl- to the club. Um, that's fair. I, Usually I'm with my family. Mm. We watch the fireworks in our little town. And yeah. Then we go home, and we used to watch Anderson Cooper and Kathy Griffin josh each other, but now she's been fired. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's pretty much that's pretty much what we end up doing every year. Last year, although um, I went to my friend Lauren's house, and what we did was we did these. Um, goddess cards which are like kind of like angel cards but about goddesses and so we like kind of figured out what we needed for the year and then this was my idea which was a great idea and I recommend it to both of you I drew a tree of all of the things in my life that are important to me and then like made it a point throughout the year to nourish each branch so like every day I would try to do something that went towards one of my branches I think that's nice I think that's better than because, like, my issue with resolutions is that they're always, like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to floss. Gym more. Yeah, I'm going to floss, and you do it, like, for a week. Okay, well, I did flossing last year, and I have now have really healthy gums, so. Well, look at you. New Year's works for me. Wow. Everything's coming up short. The only thing, <laughs> I, the, I, the last, like, eventful, I mean, I, I usually, like, I have, pretty good New Year's just because I my, my whole okay, philosophy he's popular <laughs> oh, not, I'm not popular right? my, my whole thing is just like partying a lot? Right, I'm usually invited to I a lot of things I usually have several invites um, that I choose between yeah. 
that is a stress though. I will Get say and that's one part of New Year's Eve that is not very fun. Okay. But uh, is it hard to no. be invited to so many oh parties? Oh my god! All right, fine, guys. Remember how last year I texted <laughs> Tyler like, "What are you doing New Year's Eve?" And I heard back. I think it was like January seventh. <laughs> <laughs> Just waking up. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did I do last New Year's Eve? Ignored Audrey, that's for I sure. Think you're out of town. I wasn't I think here. Yeah. Literally, I was in town last year for New Year's Eve. Oh, it was in Charlottesville. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because yeah. I was working. And because I figured, like, I'm going home for Christmas, like, I should work New Year's Eve. And I kind of assumed that everyone would be in town. I was like, oh, like, I'm always with my family. Like, this will be fun. Like, we'll really party. And I literally texted all of my friends that lived in D.C. And every single one of them was like, I'm actually going to be out of town. So <laughs> I spent New Year's Eve by myself in a dress that had come in the mail oh. that day and I drank an wow. entire bottle of champagne by myself and it was actually awesome and yeah. then my cousin Lauren who was with my parents they Skyped me and I don't know if I can like explain to you how depressing it is to Skype into your family's New Year's Eve thing yeah. like my parents were wearing <laughs> yeah. hats and glasses and I was like I'm just hey guys at least you're wearing the dress yeah, yeah. I was wearing a dress it was um, actually the dress I wore to your wedding chair well, it's a great dress. <laughs> but it'd come in the mail, and I was like, fuck it. I'm going to wear it. I'm going to keep it on. Good for you. Who's to know? Um, I I think maybe I'm going to host a party at my parents' house for New Year's this year. Ooh. I've decided that I kind of want to do, like, an intimate soiree. Sure. So that includes basically, like, pretty fancy cheese platters. Yes. And champagne and, like, Perfect. dressing up. I like it. And then, like, we have, like, a fireplace sort of thing that uh, we're thinking about maybe sitting around and, like, gossiping. Like, that's sort of my vision. That is my dream. Yeah. Well, if you were in California, I would invite you. I'll fly out. Okay. All right. You're invited. (laughs) (laughs) Seems worth it. You're not, Tyler. You didn't didn't express interest (laughs) quickly enough. I, oh, well, I was, you know. (laughs) All right. It was rag on Tyler day. For being so popular. Yeah, and well, when you, when you set yourself up like that, what can All you right. expect? Um, before we move on, though, I just wanted to say Ari, Ari asked me to give her a shout out. Okay. So Ari. Gonna give I'm going to edit shout this out. out. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Ari. Keep on living. We gave her, I'm pretty sure we gave her shout outs we in did. the past. I know. I just thought, I just put it in the, I was just, you, All know, right. uh, you know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. Do you want to tell the, the listeners at home who Ari is? Ari is my girlfriend. Slash suitor. What do you have called her in the past sometimes? Oh, have I? Yeah. <laughs> For a second there, I... They... I'm pretty sure when you announced her existence to us, you were like, guys, I have a suitor. You and... sound like a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. I have we a were potential like, what? suitor. What does that mean? Who's suitable for my needs? Just yeah, that made yeah. it worse. <laughs> I know, but that's what it made me think of. Well, actually, when I first heard Suter, I thought someone who makes suits. <laughs> and I said, that's not who she is. I don't know. I bet she could sew. Mm, okay, maybe not. I don't know. We'll, Giving we'll her too much credit. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, sup, Ari? Yes, hello. She'll listen to this. She better. <laughs> she better. Does she not listen to the other two? <laughs> no, she has. Okay, that's good. why she. That's why she demanded one. Okay, good. Well, mm. I'm glad that she's listening. She could also write a review. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway. <clears throat> Ari, it's been a while. We should hang. Yeah. Um. Well, I've actually been really looking forward to chatting about the book this week. Me too. Um. I mean, I don't even. I mean, there's a place that I would like to start. If, if you guys don't mind. Absolutely. Dive right, right in. Right. Yeah. All right. Um, so I'm just going to read a little quote. 
that um, it's on page 302 if you want to join me. Follow along. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Eddie said, <laughs> nah, <you're dead. laughs> They could say I was a dead man, and I think I was hearing good news. And I wrote in the margin what we are all thinking. <laughs> <laughs> good burn. Zinger. Um, <laughs> Eddie continues throughout the rest of the book to be horrible and someone who I don't care about and wish was not in the book. Yeah. Throughout all of it? Yes. The only part I like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't ever, like, I don't ever root for Eddie. Oh, Do even you, when he was floating? I was voting only for the bosun. Boston, oh my whatever. god, the Boston. Uh, what? What? I have, a, I have a note here that says Eddie drinks champagne mixed with Guinness. I wrote <laughs> disgusting, absolutely disgusting. Mm. Interesting. Do you like Guinness and champagne, uh, Tyler? Is that no, your New Year's drink not. of choice? I have no idea what that would taste like. I feel like it would taste like a, a kind of like sparkling rubber. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't know. Maybe some not. Weird coffee. Um, yeah, some kind of like weird coffee. Like coffee. It like is like a very um I like it milky kind of beer, mm-hmm. I guess. Like it feels like you're drinking milk but I liked that tastes when, bitter. Yeah, I liked when Guinness had that campaign that was like, Hey guys, this is actually not that high in calories. So if you're <laughs> thinking that it is right. you're wrong. feel better about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Because for some reason we got like light beers, so like the lighter the beer, I think people thought the so the less like, calories. Guinness must be chock The heaviest, <laughs> yeah. See, I think that that's a lie though. I think Guinness probably is the heaviest calorie. It tastes like milk. It's like chocolate beer. Okay, but like that's like not, you know, one of like your standard five. That's you know, cool. like I bet Corona has less calories. I mean, I oh, I'm sure it has the like a Corona or like a, a Heineken a, Light. Even like I bet calories. Budweiser has less but calories. But I think what they meant is like you're not gonna like. Yeah, sure. Keep having 10 fat guys and like it doesn't matter. Get that dad bod. Yeah, I mean, guys, we've been talking a lot about Guinness, but I feel like in their their attempts at advertising, but I don't know if any of you have seen the first Fast and the Furious. No. But in terms of of, of a kind of, I don't necessarily know if like film marketing is considered guerrilla marketing. (laughs) To me, it kind of is because it feels like you're under attack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, (laughs) But there's a moment where Vin Diesel is throwing a house party and Paul Walker as meeting him for the first time and he his like way of introduction is saying you can have any beer you want as long as it's a corona <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> makes I, me want uh, a corona right now exactly exactly this episode that sponsored me, by corona that makes me want to watch the fast and the furious <laughs> it's an amazing just franchise just to see what Vin Diesel's up to yeah he's just oh yeah yeah that's pretty much all that it is <laughs> oh man see I mix Vin Diesel and The Rock up a hundred percent of the time. No yes. way. They are the same. There's no one my mom loves more than The Rock. That's cute. But like she, um, is her like critique of the Oscars was that it didn't one, have enough rock. <laughs> one, The Rock didn't sing his song for Moana, and I was like, mm. Mom, his song was not nominated. That's why the other <laughs> song was sung. And she was like, I don't care. And then she was like, and he didn't do the eyebrow thing. She really likes it when he, like, raises, like, one eyebrow. She thinks that was that old wrestling like, move. Yeah. Yeah. She thinks that that's real hot. Right. <laughs> She's not wrong. <laughs> She's not wrong. Um, yeah, I, it, bl- it blows my mind. They can't tell that there's a difference between the two of them. They're both bald and, like, really muscly. Like, mm. I don't know. All right. Well. They seem pretty much the same. No? No. I think the (laughs) the the difference is the the rock has talent. 
The Rock is American Samoan as well, and Vin Diesel is straight white. Okay. Maybe. I don't even know. Actually, I don't know. He's a little ambiguous. Maybe he's a little ambiguous. I don't know. I just... He might be Italian. I feel like they always play the same beefcake characters, though. That's right. I mean, they are both beefcakes. I don't know. We don't have to get into this. I don't know. Ugh. I, all I know is I can't tell them apart. Like, if I, like, looked at two pictures of them, I would probably say the wrong name for both. That's pretty impressive. I will ask uh, a better question, and that is, would either of them be cast in the film Manhattan Beach? Um, maybe as um, Lieutenant Axel? I could see one of them being Lieutenant Axel, for sure. Vin Diesel, I feel like, could be one of Dexter Styles' lackeys. Oh, yeah. Badger? Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe Vin no, like, no, 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 no. Badger has to be. He's like um, scrawny. No, you kinda. know who who would play Badger is um. <laughs> maybe this is that what? person. I don't know his name. Uh, he. Uh, no, that was not who I was gonna say. Um, the guy who plays Gaston's lackey in. Oh, Josh Gad. Yes, I would have him be Badger. See, I would see Badger as like more like lanky and tall. See. Like a Steve Buscemi. Oh, God. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> but like a young Yikes. Steve Buscemi. They'd have to CGI Steve Buscemi to be younger. God, he's the scariest ever. <laughs> yeah. I love Wait. Steve Buscemi, though. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? All right, we can get back to the okay, book. Okay, okay, that was okay. a long tangent. <laughs> um, um, are you, so you brought up this quote about Eddie to one burn him. That was mostly the one. And reason. that was mostly yeah, it. Um, I was furious. I was the chapter... Um, the chapter after Anna decides not to go through with her abortion, right after that is an Eddie chapter, and I literally wrote, no, not an Eddie chapter! <laughs> Back to Anna and Nell and Anna's potentially very unnecessary abortion. And your worst fear... Was, okay, was yeah. realized, I know. I, I have a lot to say about that, but let's maybe let's talk a little bit more about Eddie just to get him out of the way. Yeah. Okay. I'm so, still unclear about what on earth happened. That got him banned. Or, like, that why Dexter Styles tried to kill him. Oh, it's because he testified against him. Oh. So, like, he... I missed so that, I, too. So, like, I think, I think it, what happened was um, after his friend was killed, he basically oh, came forward okay. That's right. and reported that. that. Like, like, basically, like, gave up all the information about Dexter Styles and his, like, crew, I think is what happened. <clears throat> Can I say the one, I will say the one kind of like shortcoming of this book is is a lack of clarity around the, that kind of like, all, around all of the crime activity. Yes, yeah, like I, I agree. Feel, you know, I felt like <clears throat> I, I didn't have a very clear understanding yeah. what Dexter, like why he, he was, why he was even killed, you know. Yeah. And I, I, I find that yeah. that happens a lot. Um, I just experienced this um, in season two of The Crown. I won't give any spoilers, but I feel I like when they're, when the narrative structure is like, that you're supposed to be finding things out and usually like legally or like there's some sort of scandal and the like the structure of it is like you know something happened and throughout the the show or the book you're going to find out what i always feel like when you find out what it's never as clear as i need it to be yeah Yeah. and for some reason like i don't know what that is it's like i don't know if they're giving me too much credit (laughs) there's also a part in this book where um i don't know if you guys remember the part because it's also like ambiguous as hell but like farmingdale like gets arrested for something like on the mainland and then he's like in big trouble but like we don't ever know what that is but we do know that like it's really bad and then he's never trusted again yeah 
And I'm like, what did well, he? What I just did he do? Assumed that he wasn't trusted again because he made them ship out what, like he a made couple them days late. late, and then they had to like sail really evasively to avoid the Germans, which they. Did that not. seemed like also like, I don't know. My, I just want to yeah. know what he did though. Like, did he like shoot a prostitute with a bow and arrow? Like, what did he do? <laughs> Most likely, <laughs> you know. Um, no, I think I think we're just I think with Farmingdale in particular, I was sort of more okay with that ambiguity because I think uh, what you can make up is probably better than what he really did. Yeah, or he was just you know it could have been that he was just like got drunk and passed out. I think that like all we're really supposed to glean from it is that he was sort of just like lost for two days. Or however long it was. I, I also was disliked, and this is probably going to make me sound stupid, uh-huh. but <clears throat> I disliked that the captain's name was Kitteridge when Eddie's name is Kerrigan. No, that's Because fair. I realized very late in the book that they are not the same person. <laughs> <laughs> and because I was like, wait, Eddie's a captain? I literally had a note that I had to cross out, and I said, why does Egan oscillate between Captain Kitteridge and Eddie in and Eddie third. chapters? Yeah. And I wrote, like, <laughs> an importance of titles in war? Like, I don't get it. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, Audrey. That's, <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, I, so you guys had very little interest in the the actual, like, wartime scenes where we're seeing these merchant, really this merchant li- marine ship get like attacked. That. I liked the shipwreck part, but, like, I didn't care about Eddie. Like, I didn't, like, I just, like, was cared about more about everyone mm-hmm. else except Farmingdale. Yeah. So you guys had no greater sympathy for Eddie after having learned that he was, uh, like, that he presumed that everyone, how do I phrase this? Like, uh, you guys weren't okay with the fact that Eddie left because he couldn't stay. Because everyone but just I don't, thought he was dead. I also dead. just don't really buy any. Like, I just, like, don't think, like, Eddie could have sent letters. Like, he was sending them to, to Brienne. Like, I just think, oh, like, he fair. was kind of done with his marriage, like, done with the whole Lydia scene I mean, and used this money. as an excuse. Yeah, he yeah. sent money, which I thought was nice. But also, so he didn't It's not want, enough. <laughs> he, didn't want, <laughs> he didn't want his family to look for him. But um, Dexter Styles had already met his daughter. So would it have really been that hard for Dexter Styles to have found his family? I think not. Like, if that was his concern, was that if my family tries to find me or something, like, they'll be in trouble or they'll get hurt. I think it was mainly just protecting himself even even more. You know, it's like, if if they find out that I'm still alive, then I... Yeah. I also just, like, I think the fact that Eddie, like, clearly, like, did not remain at all loyal to his wife. Like, I just think this was, like, a convenient excuse to exit his life as it was. I also, in general... um, with the Eddie chapters and the Dexter Styles chapters, I felt like there was, um, like, I don't know, the, like, Anna's chapters had, like, a bustle to them, I feel like, that was lacking, I think. And, like, their chapters were really kind of expansive. Like, I felt like it was almost like pulling a, like, like a rubber band and, like, kind of slowly apart. Like, mm-hmm. they moved kind of slowly and, like, languidly, mm-hmm. whereas Anna's chapters were always kind of, like, bustling with, like, along. diving <laughs> yeah. and, and abortions and, like, backing out of abortions. And, you yeah, know. that's the difference between men and women. Women are busy and men are lazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I, no, I get it. <laughs> um, no, I agree, Audrey. And I think that's the one thing that was sort of, uh, that hit me with this section mm-hmm. is that, some things felt very sudden and kind you know yeah. like the with merchant Anna? marine attack no oh. not even with like, <clears throat> Anna because I feel like her her experience felt much more paced or much okay. more evenly paced as Audrey was suggesting but in terms of like Dexter's demise and uh, oh, yeah, came out Eddie's of experience in the ship it just felt like it came out of nowhere 
And of course, like this third part, like read very quickly because there's all this action. Yeah. But it just felt like this, like the first two parts were this sort of like long build up. Uh, and and is at the very least, it was a kind of build up that anticipated what was to come. But in terms of <laughs> Dexter and Eddie, it felt just like sudden and yeah, a kind of like yeah. major shift. I really um, was very grossed out by the fact that the boathouse that um, Anna and Dexter Styles yes. had sex in was where Eddie used to meet Dexter Styles. Yeah, like that gross. is a gross detail, Jennifer Egan. <laughs> <Yeah>. Stop that. <laughs> I read. Um, so when I put that I had finished this book on Goodreads. They were oh, like, I haven't done they that always yet. send you an email that's like, you finished Manhattan Beach, what's next? Okay. And I just clicked on that email just to see if there were suggestions. And yeah. underneath are like reviews. And somebody had written, like, did anyone else find it deeply disturbing that Anna would sleep with Dexter Stiles, who was basically her only connection to her father? Yes, what we do. And a, and a and representation of her father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Vom. I was like, that guy gets us. And then she has to have his baby. Okay, that was literally my worst nightmare because, of course, Anna has never used protection in her life. (laughs) And, like, look what happened. It only takes once, ladies. It only takes once. Oh, my God. And then she named the fucking baby Leon. It made, uh, (laughs) what? I have in all caps. She named the baby Leon. Leon? I know. I literally was like. I screamed when I was alone in my apartment and I went, no. I wrote, why didn't she name her baby Marl or Lieutenant? And Axel. Or Bascom. <laughs> Instead, she names him Leon. Or her Lieutenant barrel Axel. guy. Yeah, her, her carpet barrel guy. Ugh. Can we just, for one second, talk about how, of course, we were right that Bascom would eventually include Anna in the after work drinks? I love Bascom. Bascom is what the only prince. character I care about in this book. And I'm glad oh. we got some resolution for his character. I know. They made it into the Navy. Marl is an I cried. I teared up. Yeah. I thought that was a lovely detail. Yeah, Marl's a great correspondent. Bascom's, like, gotten in the Navy, and now he's going to get to marry his dream girl. Oh, like... It's pretty amazing. I Whereas I, I did appreciate those resolutions, I hated that I got nothing from Tabby. <laughs> Tabby, you let me down. Guys, I literally looked on Amazon... To buy a Ouija board to bring <laughs> to bring to record to this, and, but then it was like it was twenty five dollars and like all right guys that would like, be pretty visual. We could just mimed it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I wanted to like narrate it, living. narrate like what it says. That'd be pretty cool. We I mean, I bet there are spirits in this. Um, Larden, yeah, I bet yeah. there are too. I bet there are angry spirits too. Yeah. Students who didn't finish their their work on time. And so they died. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so um, I did not do that. But um, you know, it's a good ne- idea for next time. Next birthday, Tyler, yeah. I know what to get you. Yes. Yeah. Um, also, like, I want to message Jennifer Egan and be like, "So was Tabitha? Uh, Ta- is that her name? Tabby. Tabby. Yeah. Well, also Tabitha. Tabitha. Um, was she having sex with her cousin or not? Like, we never know. <laughs> I would did like to Grady know. die? Yes, I think <laughs> we know that. I think we know. I mean, yeah. I think probably. Um. But yeah, still, it's just that, that oh, God, Tabby. Leon. Leon, oh, my, my God. Why I... name your why name your son after a person who, one, she's she's never <laughs> seen him naked. They've, all they've really ever done is just. Yeah, you have to, if you're going to name your baby after someone, you have to have seen them naked. You have to have seen them naked. Because so if, if you haven't, grandma, then it's bullshit. You know, get yeah. Work. Oh, my God. <laughs> but all they've done, we don't even know if they had much conversation. They didn't. They just, they just fondled each other surrounded by carpets. I wonder if Jennifer Egan forgot 
that Leon was thinking. <laughs> I don't think so. I think I could see that maybe, but I feel like an editor would be like, "Is this a conscious choice?" Yeah. Ugh. I, I think I think Jennifer Egan just like has a sick mind, and she's like, <laughs> "Let's," because like she also like has that weird detail where like the boathouse where they had sex is also where Eddie and Dexter used to always hang out. I was upset by that. Like I think Jennifer Egan is just like, "Let's see how carefully they're reading." <laughs> it's messed up, Jen. Right. Listen, really I'm gonna. Their mashing sex no. is gonna produce a Leon. Gross. What? That's what I just. All right. <laughs> I just like. I also just can't. I can't imagine like there aren't other people in her life that she could have named that baby after. For example, Marl. Bastone. Lieutenant Axel. Even Hammond would have been better. Hammond would have been better. Hammond is Nell's lover. Oh yeah. Who she was like, he's gonna pay for this abortion. Right. I'll tell him it's mine. Charlie. Charlie, Her friendly gay Charlie friend. Yeah. Who, yeah, who turned out to be gay. I was right about that. Yeah. Or she assumed. Well, yeah. yeah. Or a male version of the name Lydia. Or just name your male baby Lydia. <laughs> I what, love... what is the male version of Lydia? Lydia. Lydia. I did love when she gets that letter from Eddie and she just writes, she's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the drama. I was like, nice. I yes. would love to see that reenacted in cinema. <laughs> Brian, kind of like Brian, but boy. Brian. Ooh, good. Yeah. yeah. Were there, I don't, they probably weren't. Did, when did the name Brian come into existence? Do you guys ever think about that? I think, like, I think, isn't that a saint's name? Yeah, no. you're probably right. But, in, <laughs> but even, like, with most names, it's like, yeah. uh, I, I, like, it's hard for me to imagine, like, a, I can't imagine a, like, 1904 Tyler. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's, there was no one. I can named. imagine a 1904 Audrey. Audrey's an old name. Yeah. There are no Sherylands ever. So. <laughs> or if you should imagine, one of a kind. you know, like Chaz. Actually, that might have been a <laughs> I nickname. I think it's then. a nickname for Charles. For Charles or Chuck. Yeah. Um, Chuck. But it's hard for me to imagine, like, somebody named, like, Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> you know? These days are like Yeah, these days. Both, both, actually. Like, babies named Helen. Like, these days? Yeah. Or, like, Lucy. You know, yeah, it's I like, how like old the, is that well, I guess baby. Lucy's a good name. I think or Lucy's like Wendy. fine. Wendy. I feel like nobody names their baby Wendy anymore. Wendy sounds fine. I mean, no, I know, but like, like, who chooses that name anymore? I don't know. Wendy. Like, people who are big adults. Peter Pan fans. Uh, yeah, well, it's like you show your baby to someone and you say, This is my baby Wendy. And their first thought is, <laughs> Are they 100 years old on the inside? <laughs> or, like, an adult in the 90s? I think well, yeah. like, I, name was Wendy then. I think about names like Gertrude. You know, like, who picks that Gertie. these days? Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, Guinevere. <laughs> Was anyone ever really picking that name? I think, yes. Gwen Stefani's real name is probably Guinevere. Or Gwyneth. Gwynlyn. Okay. Gwyneth. Well, maybe. <laughs> I think it is Gwyneth. God damn Gwynlyn. it. Gwynlyn. Gwynlyn. That could have been. Mm. Mm. Anyway, back to the book. Um, <laughs> I have written here, how horrible must it be to hear your child daughter threaten to become a floozy? Yeah, like, that's a bummer. <laughs> Anna was like, I'll become a floozy then. I'll be just like, like Aunt Brienne. <laughs> God bless her. Oh, Aunt Brienne, who was lying all along. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it turns out Letty, Eddie is the lobster king. Yeah. She I know. wasn't just being generous. She was doing her fiduciary duties. Yeah. Yeah. She could have kept it for herself. She kept some of it for herself as, as instructed. Yeah. But I mean, like, she could have just not given it at, at all. That's true, but she was a good person. Yeah, because Brienne, heart of gold. I know. Yeah. And went along with Anna. I know. Like, like Brienne gives up her, like, fun barmaid life and <laughs> to Wasn't raise a baby. <laughs> I don't know the book was fun. Yeah. 
She had a lot of clam chowder access. And she was like in a small fishing village. (laughs) (laughs) It was just full of like crusty old men. Um, So classic man move. Dexter Styles decides to try scuba diving for the first time to help Anna. I got it. (laughs) When she does not need help. I loved it that Bascom and Marl were like, no. But then Dexter basically threatens them. Threatens their life. F that. Also, like, I like that they break the rules for her. They're like, yeah, sure, we'll do a fun mission with you because we're your friends. You're looking for a body? In. In, yeah. I don't need any more. (laughs) Don't care who's body. You know, I will put my future naval career at jeopardy to help you, Anna, because I'm the best. Yeah. Bascom. That's Bascom. That's Marl. Not Leon. I can't get over Jennifer. And Leon did nothing. He died in the war. He died in the war and fondled her in a carpet bin. I I just, it's going to haunt me. For the yeah. I was really mad about the ending, guys, if we want to move there. Already to the ending, we're gonna have. I mean, there. we can we can. Hop Maybe back, we should go chronologically, because like okay. okay. don't we want to like have like? I feel like we should do that with our general impressions at the end. Oh sure, okay. Um, but anyway, that just really bothered me that he thought that he could, like, jump in there and like, because he's a man, he knows better about everything, even though he has not ever trained in it and right. almost blew himself up yeah. with the bends. Cool. He's the worst. <clears throat> and then he Playing dies. the hero. Mm-hmm. And then he dies, but he doesn't die of the bends. He dies of the gunshot wound. Yeah. Um, I very much liked that Badger is the one who um, kills him because I think, like, that was, like, strategically placed. Because I think we're thinking, like, oh, Dexter's going to die, but it's because of the bends. And then it's like, oh, no, it's this thing that happened way earlier in the book. This yeah. Chekhov's gun. Yeah. If you will. That I had forgotten about. Yeah. <laughs> So I like I liked um, how they got rid of him. At that point, I wrote, "What is the point of Dexter Styles?" Ugh. But as soon as I wrote it down, I was like, "Actually, he serves like a pretty big function." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when he died, I was like, "What's the point of you anymore?" Like, <laughs> Just to impregnate her. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Which is my worst effing nightmare. I know. Okay. I wanted her to keep diving. Now okay. She's a, uh. Okay. Here's the thing. You know, I don't want to come off as like a pro-abortion queen however just pro-choice just just anti-forced labor yeah um but i have to say i wish that they would have more main characters have abortions in books yeah i was really mad i did react against them putting chloroform on her face i was like like, oh no (laughs) um but yeah, I mean, how come Nell can have two and because Anna ne- has to not? Because Nell's not a main character. Right. So we don't have to judge her as harshly, but Anna has to be good. Once again, more interested in Nell's story where she's like, oh, it's cash. I'm getting a third. Like, I'll just tell him I'm get, having a third one because he obviously doesn't want me having any babies. Get that money Loved from Hammond. Um, yeah, I mean, do, what, like, what did you guys think about that? Like, did you think it would have been a better book had she gotten one? Yes. yes. I kind of think so, too. I think she would have kept diving. She would have kept diving, but then I also think, like, there is... I, And obviously, I have no understanding of that experience and yeah. can never speak to it. Um, but it seems like 
there like from my understanding of like my other experiences of like reading about abortion and things like that right. um, and people's experiences of it like it, there is a kind of sense of uh, I guess like void left maybe mm-hmm. you know for like some people yeah um, <clears throat> I feel like that is almost more kind of like thematically linked to the book our char- like yeah our characters and the mm-hmm. whole experience of the book well, and I feel like so much of Anna's storyline is pushing toward gender parity and the idea of, like, wanting to feel like you have a part in the war and mm-hmm. everything like that. Yeah. And so, like, but then all of a sudden she gets, like, kicked back to domesticity yeah, and has yeah. to, like, go to California in that, like, very, I don't know, I feel like a lot of books in kind of, like, the 20th century were, like all about like moving from New York to California and it was like you could like spread out there and it was like a new place yeah I mean that's what it's like right (laughs) but uh, but I also just think like it didn't really like I I didn't really get the point of it like narratively either because like it didn't pose enough of a conflict because it's not like it made her like give up her job but it also like didn't really serve like a larger purpose of like wow, like, now I'm so fulfilled. Like, we never, ever get anything from Anna that suggests that, like, she's... Like, we don't really get any of her as a mother at all. Like, it's just, like, basically Brienne taking care of the baby and her going to work. And, like, we have no, like... Yeah. Like, I just, like, I don't really see the point of it. It's a, it's it's the function of the birth is almost to operate as a resolution. It was it was basically yeah. to make her move to California to be closer to Eddie to have that reunion. Like that right. was basically what the whole thing served. Yeah. But I almost think that would be more effective had she not have a child and she just made that choice on her own. Like not that yeah. you know I don't know. I just I just didn't see the point of it, and yeah. I and I I just wish like there were more likable female characters who have had abortions because I think it's always this sort of a thing where like either either the last minute they have a miscarriage Mm -hmm. or the last minute they decide not to and they have the baby and they're so fulfilled and their life is the best but like we never get the story of like number one they have the baby and their life is actually much worse off for it Mm -hmm. or we never get the story where the girl has the abortion and life goes on and like actually things are better yeah. Yeah, that is really interesting. Um, and wh- what did you guys make of like of her reasoning for keeping the baby or not following through with the <laughs> I abortion? I don't know. Of I didn't her, really like, understand what the reason well, was. So, is it, she? I think she saw this birth as an opportunity to almost like resurrect Lydia. But and like, yeah. did is you guys though? get that? Well, I she like, like saw. Kinda. It was like like yeah. part of her vision during during her yeah. sort of like chloroform days was like <laughs> of of a girl like dancing and like yes. running and and. Like, I think it pretty blatantly states that it's, like, kind of representative of Lydia, you know? Yes, like, it is, yeah. And it's, like, I thought that was kind of weird. Yeah. I thought it was weird, too. And I also thought it was, like, it was very bizarre how they presented the whole thing because basically Anna does nothing at first because she assumes that diving is going to kill the baby. And so <clears throat> it's, like, like, great. I've, yeah. I'm, I'm well set up. Right, already there. So then, like, I think there was a question of like will the baby be damaged because she's been diving and so I thought like maybe that was the Lydia connection where like maybe like the baby didn't have enough oxygen or something mm-hmm. and like yeah or like the compression yeah. or something yeah so I don't know but it definitely I agree there that in that one part it was very much set up to be connected to Lydia but then that never comes up again yeah, yeah. well and it's also like I think it's kind of crazy that 
book wraps it up in such a neat way where it's like she basically she lied about having a husband Mm -hmm. and like just bought herself like a ring and was basically like I'm a widow so she didn't have to like go through any of Brienne's other options but it's like I just feel like that's so easy like it doesn't actually make her deal with the consequences of being an unwed mother in the 40s which would be frankly more interesting yeah yeah or someone living something someone living through the 40s having had an abortion which is yeah. like a like in and of itself a very interesting like like a nell yeah like yeah. a nell yeah it's like an yeah yeah or snell's book, book. <laughs> well yeah or brianne probably yeah yeah for sure well because brianne was like why didn't you come to me sooner we could have gotten this taken care of yeah. idiot yeah i i do i wish we had more brianne yeah, there, there are all these sort of, like, characters that exist on the periphery that I found mm-hmm. extremely fascinating but got very little of. There are also, like, weird things that happen in the end, too, where um, her mom now is, like, a nurse in the Red Cross, which, yeah, like, where did that come from? Away. Like she, Like, I think and that was mostly a device to keep her out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, so we don't have to have her so facing... asking too many questions. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of... I I see that. I think I, I, I took the mother's departure to the war as um i don't know i took that as credible like i i just saw it as being like a, a continuance of of all of these people just just trying to find some kind of like meaning you know I and attaching themselves to the war anna to marry charlie boss i thought that would have been yeah. i thought that would have been a great solution <laughs> yeah <clears throat> which is another thing now proposed right yeah it was yeah to marry a gay man. To marry a gay man. Or yeah. is Brienne proposed that? Nell was just like, I don't know what you're doing. Oh, gonna do, right. But... Yeah. Right. Nell was like, I'm washing my hands of you. You're useless. But <laughs> 30, you could have just waited 30 minutes and everything would have been fine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I found it really refreshing how, like, straightforward. Yeah. And, like, casual. If you're a casual abortion talk with Nell. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I think... And just how ha- she's having her boyfriend pay for it. She's saying yeah. it's hers, which <laughs> Nell's the best. Good friend. Yeah. But also to, like, be... It's a good friend move to be watching your friend's chloroformed face. Yeah. See if maybe she doesn't want to go through with it. Yeah. I, I mean, I just... Again. um, Like, the only... Like, what are some, like, abortions that you can think of in, like, general media? Like, the only one I can think of, like, off the top of my head is Sex and the City. Carrie Washington and Scandal. Oh, she's an abortion? Yeah, after, so I wasn't watching this season, but I remember hearing about it. So after um, <coughs> she, like, breaks up with the president, so, like, after, there's, like, a season. And she's the main character, right? Yeah. Okay. There's a season where they're actually living together. Like, she's living in the White House as his, like, girlfriend. Okay. Can um, you do that? No, I have problems with that show. Um, but they break up, and she, it shows her, like, she goes and has an abortion and then just kind of, like, moves on. Okay. And it's, like, a very just, like, under the radar. Oh, and Christina Yang in Grey's Anatomy. It's, like, oh, it, it was a she big does, deal. No, she has a miscarriage. She gets an abortion twice. She has an abortion when she gets pregnant with, um, um, what's his name? The, the Owen. First she yeah she gets an abortion when she's pregnant with Owen's baby because that's like a big point of contention because he wants right. to keep it, and she's like no I don't want children, and then I'm pretty sure she actually has an abortion when she gets pregnant with what's his face. Burke. But I thought there was like a complication. 
No. So she is all set to have the abortion, but then she ends up, like, having a miscarriage and, like, going into the hospital oh, or something. Oh, I thought it was a complication because of the abortion. No. it. So she doesn't end up having to go through with the abortion. Oh. And And she hadn't even told Burke that she was pregnant. Right, because he, like, visited her in the hospital and was like, when are you going to tell me? She yeah. was like, I wasn't. Yeah. Um, but, I, but, like, that sort of, like, that Christina Yang scenario is, like, very classic, where it's, like... Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm straightforward and I'm a strong woman, but like you don't have to hold me accountable for this action because it actually I didn't do go through with it. Yeah. You know? Which like also happens on Pretty Little Liars. Um Spencer is pregnant and um she has a miscarriage. And it's like I just like if we're gonna like culturally be okay with abortion, like we need to have it okay. You know what I mean? But like I mean if we're gonna like, if abortion is going to be legal, it needs to be okay that women do it. Right, exactly. I mean, like, which is, I'm not saying that this should be treated casually or cavalierly or, like, it's, like, not a big yeah. deal. It's a totally big deal, but it's it's a reality, and I think yeah. people need to be aware of it and not, mm-hmm. like, it, it can't be so taboo because, like, it's very common. Yeah. And, and well, like, women don't have anybody to look at who I'm like, oh, you know, it's okay that I did this because yeah whatever. And Christina Yang, I think, is an example, too, of, like, I think she, it's a good example of, like, when, when she does it when she's married to Owen, it's a source of conflict. But I hate that conflict of, like, about that. a woman doesn't want to have children, but then at the end of the movie or, like, eventually she has children. Yeah. Like, because I think not having children is an okay choice. But, like, because there has to be conflict and conflict has to be resolved, it's, like, it's not really a resolution to be, like, yeah, I don't want to have children and I'm going to continue not wanting to have children. So it's, like, we need to have a new source of conflict for women who are in their 30s and 40s -hmm. other than, well, she doesn't want kids now, but she's going to. Which also, Christina has always been clear about not wanting kids. So, like, oh, and, like, you can't change her, so get over it. And that's why your marriage doesn't work. She wants to be a surgeon. I loved um, when she's explaining it. She's like, he says something about, like, you'll be surprised how, like, motherly you'll be. And she's like, I'm not a monster. If I had a child, I would love it. I just don't want a child. <laughs> I love Christina Yang. Yeah. MVP. <laughs> um, switching. Like, very quiet. Switching I definitely gears. know who this person is. What is it, Grey's Anatomy? Oh, Grey's Anatomy. I don't know. I'm sorry. I thought it was uh, more Sandra just like, o. I'm going to stay I've out never of this seen... conversation. Yeah. No, I've just never seen Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> It's good. It's good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> the first couple seasons. Who would, like who would you cast Tyler as as a character? Oh, my God. Oh, gee, no. Not a no, he's, he's not, not as a George. as George. No. Maybe a Burke. I thought you were going to say Alex. I was like, no. No, he's not an Alex. Maybe a Burke. <laughs> Someone named Burke? He's, like an, <laughs> he's an not, excellent heart surgeon. No, he's not a mm. Burke at all. I can't separate that from the fact that the he, actual the guy who plays Burke like made very homophobic comments. So well, also like Burke. Burke, Burke is also like pretty boring and not funny at all. So I he's not a Burke, Burke at all. Though. Well, he's lame. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> who's a funny character? Maybe Avery. Um, are there any funny? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't think Grace Anatomy is Tyler's show. I mean, from what I've heard, it's a comedy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's Maybe Owen. Like she looks kind of like Owen. <laughs> PTSD from the war. Trauma surgeon. Hey, it's two things we have in common. Um, 
No, I don't. I don't have PTSD. I, mean, I apologize to anyone suffering. From that. Um, um. Yeah. No. Maybe Tyler's not on Grey's Anatomy. I don't think so. Hmm. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um. So I will say I actually did enjoy the shipwreck part. Mm, no, you didn't. Meh. It was a little. Do you like it? Part of darkness yeah. for me, and I, I did. like that book. So. Um. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I, I mean, it was, it was... It was a change of pace? It was a change of pace. It was very fast-paced. Um, you know, the, like, it upped the stakes to life or death, you know? I, was, I liked that um, they didn't eat their people. Yeah, that that was definitely well, a concern. I just felt like it was... Well, because last week we talked about how this book is largely about kind of, like, the periphery of war. And then, yeah, so I didn't yeah. understand at, like, the very end, seemingly all of a sudden war like comes right it up in Eddie's face. That's fair. Like well, I, I think, didn't really need that. Well I think even I mean in the, in the context of like the greater war like I, I feel like that's still a kind of like periphery. Yeah. Like what what happened is still sort of existing on the periphery mm-hmm. just because they they were carrying supplies to what is the quote unquote war mm-hmm. um, and having been attacked by U-boats when really they have like basically no defense or at least that's what it seems. Yeah. Um, like it, it still felt like peripheral in some ex- to some extent, and then I mean, just sort of like floating in the vast ocean. It made me picture scenes from Dunkirk, just so we can yeah. go three for three. I have never three seen it spell Dunkirk. Great. Um, and which how awful that must be to be on a yeah. boat that gets hit by a torpedo. Oh. Um, we no. did a we did a poll about Harry Styles yes. and whether he's dreamy or dirty, and he is dreamy apparently. Oh, I disagree, yeah. but. You're probably the only person who voted that way. Actually, two of us, also my coworker. So <laughs> well. Well, and apparently Sarah McAuliffe said that she would have voted dirty. So that's I maybe I would have like at least had. I almost 20%. let you screenshot. So James Corden, his wife had a baby yesterday. Oh, congratulations! And so Harry Styles stepped in with like two hours' notice to host his show for him because they're friends. And um, it was adorable, and his hair looked very clean. I almost sent you a screenshot. Well, very well. Styled. As we mentioned, like I think it, the thing about him is like his hair is the color of a mouse. Yeah, and like if he was a woman, it would never, they would never let that slide. She would dye it. Yeah, she would dye sure. it. Mouse it it's like grayish brown. Mouse brown is the color of every female protagonist's hair. That is unassuming and quiet. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And is going to be kind of an observer. <laughs> yes. And then she will have an Anne Hathaway transformation. Oof. Right. If She's all lucky. that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's either mouse brown or loud brown. <laughs> <laughs> Raven-haired. <laughs> Raven-haired. Look Chest at this nuts. bewitching <laughs> character. Oh, Auburn. You know what disservice the 90s films did to us? What? Is that, and I guess in the early aughts as well, is I feel like the makeover movie was mm. really popular. Like, she yeah. saw that. Yeah. And what those movies told us was that, like, very beautiful women, like Anne Hathaway and whatever that girl's name is, and she's all what that. What is She's All That? She's All That is Freddie Prince Jr. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I just want to make sure I was thinking of the right movie. Freddie Prince Jr. is, like, the popular guy in school. Okay. And he thinks he can make anybody prom queen. Okay? It's Crazy. Not I hard. can take anybody. And his friends are like, oh, what about, what about that loser over <laughs> there? you can do with her. Gorgeous girl with glasses who, like, likes Only is wearing glasses. Mm. And she, like, does art. Yeah, And she has, yeah, like, yeah, paint yeah. on her overalls. <laughs> and she's, like, stumbling around, you know? Yeah. He's like, come on, guys. Give me a real one. And they're like, her. 
And so he like makes like, her impossible. into the prom queen. <laughs> yeah. And that's what made the song Kiss Me popular because he like dresses her for the prom or a dance like, or whatever. Like the one that's like, Kiss me. Yeah, and she comes down the stairs and he looks oh, okay. at her and it's like But it's like it basically teaches you like if you're wearing glasses, like that's and you're what ugly as shit. Makes you ugly. But also <laughs> Guys, <it's> like <laughs> I've worn glasses since I was three years old and I've faced the consconsequences for that. Yeah. Like, glasses are in now. I know. Like, now they are now that I have contacts. I yeah. as a kid. I, I still want to. Yeah. Wow. But I have perfect vision. God. God. <laughs> the curse the, the curse. curse you bear. Um yeah. Um also Clueless is a great makeup or movie. Oh. Based on Emma. Yes, based on Emma. A great we should probably do that on the pod. Yeah. A great makeover book. Clueless is a great movie. Yeah. That's like pretty much 90% of the reason that I went by Cher. Yeah. Well, Clueless is also, but the, my, I don't have as big of an issue with Clueless though, because it's more about teaching Brittany um, Murphy to kind of dress, to give herself more confidence. Well, they also wash out that red crap out of her hair, exactly. which, thank God. Well, it's almost like a what not to wear situation where it's like somebody who's like dressing not to be noticed and they teach them how to dress to give them more self-confidence mm-hmm. as opposed to the idea of like if you're nerdy, you're ugly. Mm-hmm. But like but like cast, like telling us that actual beautiful women are ugly, I think is a really dangerous thing to do. Like that film that came out not too long ago called The Duff and it's with... Um, what are the... I've heard of this. I've never heard of this. The Duff stars Mae Whitman, which is why I know about it. Oh, okay, okay, love her. Not Hillary Duff. No. (laughs) Plays Amber in Parenthood. Have you seen that show? And Duff stands for Designated Ugly Fat Friend. And that is. And so, and Mae Whitman, we're told, is her friend's Duff. Mae Whitman is not fat at all. So, so insidious to suggest that she is ugly and fat. Well, that... Oh and it's, God, like, one of those, like, makeover movies where, of course, like, the guy that's making her over is her neighbor and they fall in love at the end. Blah, 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 like, blah. It's horrible. They also do that on 30 Rock, too. Like, they talk about Tina Fey as though she's, like, ugly and terrible. Yeah. It's like, it's like she is awesome. thin woman. Yeah. And, like, just because she, like, eats Cheetos every once in a blue moon, she's disgusting. Yeah. Well, I've also heard, like, not, like, necessarily a criticism, but, like, just a thing to be careful about. Like, with 30 Rock... And even with, like, Gilmore Girls about how, like, women who, like, eat really unhealthily, but it's, like, you don't really see that on their bodies. Like, yeah. Tina Fey's, she's not, like, a rail, but she's not fat by any measure of the word. No. And so it's, like, this idea of, like, teaching women that you can be that and then also still look like that. It's yeah. It's, like, not really, not what Because you know Tina Fey works yeah. out. Like, she's got to yeah, work does. out. Lauren Graham doesn't eat the food that... Lorelai Gilmore eats, no. which is only burgers. Like, not everyone has the metabolism of, like, a racehorse or yeah, something. Some of the girls I went to high school with. No. Yeah. yeah. Razor thin. Yeah. Um. Cut ya. Exactly. When I was in high school, I saw someone, a girl, stab another girl in the face with a stiletto. How have you not <laughs> ever told us that before? I just wanted to share that with everyone because it made me think of awesome. it. That is awesome. It was... Incredibly in intense. Uh, through the cheek. Oh my oh. god! Yeah. Like made a hole in her cheek. Yeah. Holy crap! Yeah. That's awesome. I know. One time. How have you not ever told us okay. that before? I hope they're okay. I don't know how they're doing or who <laughs> they are, but I hope they're having a good. Literally, life. my I'm like having like ghost pain in my cheek right now. My older brother accidentally bit a guy in the head once. 
because they were playing. Um, oh my god! Or I think it was like flag football, and Russell <laughs> had jumped up to like catch a ball or something, and he like came down on top of this with guy. his mouth really wide open. <laughs> well, he actually he came down really hard, so he bit through his um his oh, lip. God. And then like it, it went so far that he actually like ended oh up kind god. of biting the kid. Oh no! And that kid was like kind of like he wasn't like dangerous, but like. He was like not someone we fucked with, <laughs> and so Russell was like, "Yeah, it was that kid." And Quinn and I were like, "Are you okay?" Was he like that guy in Stranger Things who like peels out and every and, like Steve. has a really yeah. hot body? <laughs> Psychotic. No, Billy. No, Billy, yeah. not Steve. Yeah, Billy. who like straight up hits on. Is there knocking? Hold it's on. seven time. Okay. There's. A... Yeah, no pink polo. Is what I have to say about that guy. What Are the any fuck? of these working? Yeah, okay, yeah, I think is, that, yeah, is, they're okay. just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some guy just came, knocked on the door, and like not even to tell us to leave, but just to be like, "Hey, are you guys okay in here?" Like, yeah, we're great. Thanks. We would ask for help if we needed help. We're adults, and like also, we only have twenty minutes, so don't interrupt us. Get out of here. Oh God, saboteur. <laughs> I thought he was gonna kick us out. Cher was getting like her fight words ready. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How dare you? Maybe I mean this is finals time. And we are in a library, so maybe he's just used to, like, people having, like, small breakdowns in here. So, like, yeah. maybe they're told, like, definitely check on people if they've been in there for a little while, because they might mm. be doing some self-harm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's dark. That's yeah. real dark. Well, I just want to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's not a total fucking idiot. That's very... I mean, it's also finals. He could just he could just be up for 48 hours at this point. And just, you like, know, doesn't just even know what slept, he's doing. Doesn't know what he's doing. He's walking around in a kind of, like, weird Guys, does haze. Guys, feel like the acoustics have changed yes. in here? I do. I feel like my ears are ringing. Me too. But I felt that way when we first fixed Tyler's microphone the first mm-hmm. time, and it went away very quickly, and now it hasn't, and I'm deeply confused. All right, well... I maybe it's like the feedback protection that I turned on. Maybe it could be. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm cool sure feedback. I feel, like I, I feel like we're in like a metal room. <laughs> yeah. I know. I hope we don't sound like robots. Like I'm worried. Yeah. Whatever. Um, you guys know we don't edit this podcast. Actually, I have before. Okay. I thought. I mean, like you've edited. No, I don't really. I just have basically added a bleep <laughs> I once. I was going to say you added a bleep. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. So should we talk? Should we talk about the ending now? Or yeah, we can talk we? about that. Yeah, let's do the ending. I hated it. Interesting. I agree with you. I thought what? it was way too tidy. I will say, first, before I start this, I'm very picky about endings. Okay. In that I almost am rarely on board with how a book ends. Mm-hmm. I think the only book I liked the ending for that we've read so far is the important... No, we didn't read that. Dorian Gray. Gray. I think you I don't also, like the end of Feats and Furies. I liked the end of the Bell Jar. It's like it's more for me like the last couple pages in terms of okay, endings. okay, okay. It's mm-hmm. not like how the book ends. It's like how the author chooses to like close it. Yeah. And maybe that's because I find endings really challenging to write. But yeah, I just really didn't like how this ended. I thought like for a book that's so like ambiguous and interested and like kind of like lost threads, it was just like. And they came back together, and, like, they kind of were not on each other's same pages, but they're a family. And I was like, what? That's not what this book was. Hmm. Yeah, I, um, I just sort of felt like a lot of stuff came out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, for example, the pregnancy. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So, like, I think that whole part of the book, like, like I frankly would have been very satisfied with an ending where Anna 
Like, I don't even think I necessarily needed her and Eddie to be reunited ever. No, I didn't. Like, I think it would have been fine if, like, we basically know that they both are, like, existing in the world and thinking of each other, and that probably would have been more satisfying. Yeah. But I also think, like, I would have been perfectly satisfied with an ending of, like, Anna, like, you know, moving up through the ranks and her scuba diving. Like, that's what I cared about. Well, because I was really moved by that image of when she, I think it's, like, the USS Missouri or something. It's, like, the first warship she touches and she's like I touched something that is in the war yeah like is part of that and I thought that that was such an important through line for Anna's character yeah and I think that that just gets really lost and I like I wanted the ending that Tyler made up and I think in my head I thought it was going to happen because I was like I don't know Tyler's pretty smart (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) thank you first off thank you so much um no I I kind of agree with where you guys are coming from but I also I I feel like certain things happened in the ending that uh, were rewarding to me. Um, Like, in particular with what you just said, Audrey, in terms of Anna being this person who touched a part of war. You know, Mm -hmm. sort of this large ship that would go off and, you know, destroy planes and everything else. Um, I thought what I thought that was continued to the end, but in the sense mm-hmm. that she was in the theater watching it from afar. Okay. I think it was what you remember, she was like watching slides well, of this missed, ship. She missed it because she had to have this baby because she had to run away. Right, but I think what's sort of effective about that, and this is something I, I kind of like wrote in the margins, and I think it, it maybe communicates uh, like a, a larger meaning that the book is trying to get at, but like her having moved far away and kind of like moved further from the war as a result of all these things Mm -hmm. and having to sort of like see the Missouri go through what I what I what I think I was what I was sort of moved by is is I think it's just representative of this fact that like as we move further away from things those things uh begin to translate into like symbols you know and Mm -hmm. like like the war in of itself and its distance is a kind of symbol like something people are trying to attach to and I think, like, the distance that Anna experiences toward the end of the novel, like, further conveys her own, like, relationship to it. Mm-hmm. Well, is is the war in the Pacific over when she moves to California? No. Because in a way, she could That's be getting question. closer. Yeah. Because she's going to the, like, where the fighting is now. I don't know. That's a good question. You know, the time, I mean... I don't, I don't know. Really There's know. tough. The time isn't really that great in this time. I mean, we don't really get years. Yeah, I just thought it was so like domestic and homey, and it just didn't seem. But it also at didn't all. seem like Anna really wanted any of it. Like it wasn't no. like she was so content. Which like also like talk about the end. My least favorite ending of anything, like how they ended the last Hunger Games movie. Mm. Have you seen it? Yeah. Okay. Or like her. basically like they have her number one marry the less hot guy, and number two like basically she has like three children in a field. And it's like, and she's like no longer at all like doing any cool bow and arrow stuff. That's how it feels in the books too. But my impression of I didn't read the books. My impression of Mockingjay is that her publishers were like, oh shit, this is a very popular series. We want that book now. Mm. And because it's just like the whole ending feels so rushed to me. And it was like, and then I picked Peta because I did. And we had kids because he wanted to. Period. Mm. They play in the field. I just, yeah, I mean, th- like, that's sort of, like, the feeling I had. At, like, at the end of that, I'm like, what the heck? Like, yeah. Katniss, like, had found, like, skills and <clears throat> purpose and an identity, and now mm-hmm. it is completely lost. And that's a little bit how I feel about Anna is, like, yeah. at least she still gets to, like, do her diving stuff. But, like, 
basically she like has this child who like we hear very little about or like her experience with yeah, that child. Yeah, and she's also kind of forced to go into this world where like eventually she might have to give up her post mm-hmm. in California for a man, but I don't think Lieutenant Axel ever would have made her do that cuz he's like your best goddamn diver on my team. And I'll I know. Tell you that I twice. like I love that he acted as though like he was never sexist against her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I also sort of am like you know, he came a long way. Yeah, I loved it when he had her, like, try to scare the new recruits. He was like, yeah, like, separate the men from the boys. That's right. Yeah. Like, you, that's you know what I mean, Kerrigan? <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say, though, I did I did like the fact, I thought it was really effective that she had to leave. Like, mm-hmm. I liked that she left New York. I wish uh, it was her choice, not because of the baby. I, I, get, I get that. I can see that. I think, like, but I thought the, the move to have her leave was yeah. the right one, you know, regardless of the reason. Uh, just because, like, I think it, it gave more shape and more meaning to New York in and of itself. Like, have you either of you guys seen Lady Bird? Oh, no. I just saw Lady Bird. It, like, it kind of reminded me of yes. that a little bit in the sense that, like, I actually, I, I don't know if you can actually spoil Lady Bird. No, it's just, like, plot. It's not, like, a plot. It's not really plot. I mean, it's not. Do you care if we talk about it? No, 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 you can talk about it. Oh, I remember when you brought up Ari before, I was like, there's something I was going to tell you. Um... I noticed because I was Venmoing Rachel for my ticket for Lady We saw that. We saw that. She saw that. It's the same emojis. Okay, to Um, give context for what Tyler and I just did, um, like, I think it was Ari paid you for it, right? Yes, with uh, two emojis. Yeah, and I also paid Rachel with two emojis, and I think we used the same exact emojis. The same exact emojis. And I was going to comment. and a bird. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to comment on your transaction and be like, nice. What's up? Right. Or something, but then I was like, that's maybe a weird a weird move. Yeah. I always feel like interacting on Venmo is like an odd, yeah, an odd choice. Um, yeah, I never understood the commenting function of Venmo, but um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it's like only in the only in leaving something do you come to truly appreciate it or yeah. truly like value a kind of deep love for it. Yeah, and it, like la- to the bring, to the point of bringing up Lady Bird, like she has mm-hmm. that same revelation while in New York. Yeah, she like thinks back on Sacramento, right, and realizes that you know. Because the whole movie, she's saying how shitty how shitty it is, and how she wants to leave. Once she leaves, yeah, I loved that movie. Yeah, I really need to see it because I feel like it would be very similar to my life. (laughs) It's like Catholic school in California. I think you really Mm -hmm. love it, sure. Yeah. Well, I think it's just like any any person who grew up wanting more, and also like feeling slightly, but like not disliking their life, but just wanting more. And kind of the anxiety that comes with that. And then also once you get to move away or whatever and you're appreciative of where you grew up and Yeah, I like know, for like now when you feel like you might never ever get to go back. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Do you think it's kind of weird that at the end of this novel, um, Anna essentially finds herself in the same position family wise that she did toward the beginning of the book, only except of her mother, it's Brienne, and except of Lydia, it's her own child. And, like, mm. it's almost like her, it's the <laughs> same experience, but better for her. Like, do you, guys, do you guys find that strange? That is odd. Well, or is Anna actually her mother? Because her mother, well, no. 
because like because Anna like almost had more of a maternal role towards Lydia sometimes because like her mom would have to do stuff. Yeah. Where yeah. and like Anna like actually goes to work and like Brienne is essentially like kind of like a stay at home nanny. Right, right. Which is sort of what Agnes was like toward yeah. the beginning of the book, and like, I I just think it's like slightly strange because the book effectively uh, replaces Lydia and and her disability with Leon, who's effectively this sort of like great happy baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, I, I just thought that was slightly strange to it's essentially strange. suggest that yeah. Anna's experience hasn't changed. It's just got better because there's no longer Lydia and Lydia has been replaced <laughs> by this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, it's, it's, no, it's kind, kind of, of true. That yeah. is kind of how it feels. The whole like Lydia thing, like I feel like she was just a device and yeah. that's kind of messed up. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's tough. Like I just because like when Eddie says like I have a daughter and I was like you have daughters. Daughters, <laughs> yeah. I it's tough I think in literature to represent a character who has no voice and no yeah. way of like mm-hmm. communicating, you know? It's like I feel like it's 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 probably a very huge challenge to try to convey that character as something yeah. other than a device. You know, yeah. it's like I can understand that, but then it's like, why have her? Well, actually, though, have you read? Oh God, what is this book called? It's like, it's about basically like a really bad kid, kind of. It's like, like there's they. I'm just gonna have to Google it. Just give me a second. Just vamp without me for a minute. Okay, so Ladybird. Ladybird. <laughs> yeah. I laughed so hard. When they're crying in the car, listening to Crash. Oh, uh, I loved it. Dave yeah. Especially because it, where I grew up, Dave Matthews had like a cult following. Oh, sure, yeah. Right, like it was Yuck. like a, it was like a social event when he would come to Darien Lake Performing Center. Can I say I? When uh, late high school, I went to a Dave Matthews Band concert. <laughs> Did you? Um, really? Yeah, not. I mean, I, I went because my friends were going, and yeah, I thought, yeah, I'll go, too. And the only song I wanted to hear him play was Crash Into Me. <laughs> and he didn't, and also a drunk girl fell on me. <laughs> and I, I wanted to, I don't, I just left, but I wanted to well, burn something. Did he play something. every song he, he plays? Every song I didn't know. 40 I, minutes? Yeah, exactly. So did, everyone's like, Dave's amazing in concert. Because I had friends who were so into Dave Matthews' band that they had all these concert albums, and so like they had like a million versions of every song. Were like, there a million know. versions of Crash, or did he just never just play it? <laughs> well, I went to a County Crows concert once, and he didn't play Mr. Jones, so I understand. Oh okay, I found the book I was talking about. What okay. are we, yeah. It's called The Fifth Child. Have you guys read that? No. no. Okay. So Who's it by? Uh, Deborah Lessing. Oh, sure. I think that sounds that like a familiar name. Sounds yeah. Oh, it sounds like Deborah Messing. Well, it is not her. Um, so it's, uh, I'll read a little of the description, but um, this contemporary gothic horror story centered on the birth of a baby who seems less than human probes society's unwillingness to recognize its own brutality. So it's like this basically like very perfect family and they have this child who's like different basically and like kind of evil. Cool. But like, so what like you Lydia? You're saying no, but like I think with that book though, like what you take away from that book is that, like ultimately, it, it's society that's the problem and not mm. this kid. Mm. Okay. Um. Whereas like with Lydia, it's like she's the problem. Like she basically is a is a problem in that everyone has to take care of her. Yeah. And like she's a you know, a burden. Yeah. 
I don't know. I guess I'm just saying, like, people have done it where they have, like, yeah, potentially like disabled characters mm-hmm. um, who are still are, um, I don't know, portrayed with maybe more compassion and deftness. Yeah, I will say, I mean, to give Jennifer Egan credit, I, I think they're her representation of Lydia, I would say, is compassionate. Like, yeah. the, the scenes in which Lydia exists in, there, there's, uh, I feel like there's strong passion, or there's a strong compassion there Yeah, I just don't know what the purpose of them are anymore. Yeah. Because it's almost as if, it's like... It's almost as if she never existed at this point. Right. That's the... Because that's her the, death yeah. is so swept to the side, there's only, like, two moments where Anna really truly grieves for Lydia. It's like the moment when she writes she's dead on the letter that Eddie writes. And then I think there's another moment where she kind of cries. Mm-hmm. But it's like, other than that, it's like, well, what? Other than maybe like Lydia acting as almost like a humanity test for other characters based on how they treat her. Yeah. It's like we decide who's good and bad. Well, and there's also the part where um, when we re- when it's revealed that Anna's mom is now like randomly a nurse and then some like somebody says like well she was a nurse her whole life mm. and it's like that's like the only callback we get to Lydia in the end yeah, that, yeah and like, it's also like why Eddie has to do illegal stuff because he needs to make more money so Lydia can for Lydia share. yeah I know my my major issue was just in Anna imagining like her child as being a kind of like non-disabled Lydia yeah. reincarnate it's like yeah. Because all, all that really says to me is that uh, Lydia's disability has been erased, you know, and she's yeah. being, like, reborn into this sort of new person. But it's yeah. not, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's kind of messed kind of up. up. Especially, yeah. yeah, especially from someone like Anna who really treated Lydia with a lot of dignity. Like, she didn't yeah. Yeah. baby her. She was like, no, I'm going to take her out to the ocean. And I'm going to tell her all my secrets. Yeah, I'm going to tell her about Leon. Yeah. yeah. I'll never forget Jennifer Egan for naming <laughs> that baby Leon. <laughs> I know. I will never. Ugh. No, Jen. I have problems, Jennifer. Yeah. There's so many other... You want to pull a surprise and then you think you can just name babies whatever you want. <laughs> right. You can name a baby anything. Not the case. Literally anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why do names have to have meaning? What do you... Just, I, you know, <laughs> like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it could be anything. It could be anything. I don't know. I don't want to get started. Tyler's no. ranting corner. <laughs> About names. <laughs> My dad the other day suggested, I so I volunteer at an elementary school with first and fourth graders. Yuck, okay. And I like the first graders. Okay. Um, the fourth graders are starting to learn how to be evil, mm. so I'm less fond. Um, my dad was like, you should um, show them your podcast. And I was like, It is no. not appropriate. I was like, no, dad, the F word is in it. And he's like, well, they're going to hear it somewhere. And oh I was my like, God. Well, from Miss Audrey. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Obviously, your dad does not listen to it because he would not be recommending it to these no, I children. Like, I was just thinking, I was like, well, last week we talked at length about sex right. and mm-hmm. mashing. And I told my mom, I was like, mom, like you might not want to listen to this next episode because there's a lot of sex in it. And she's like, is it about your sex life? I'm like, no. She's oh, like, I'm like, absolutely not. And she's like, well, then it's fine. I can listen to it by myself. Like okay, by mom. Myself. Like I think I, I think she means with like without my sister or something nice oh, to I her, see. like ruining it. Doesn't a priest listen to our podcast? No, no, no. It's um, Yikes. my my great uncle is a priest, and um, some two ladies who work with them are oh. Um, oh, fans okay. on the I podcast. Said, I was like, I don't know if we can talk about abortion. This I'm week. saying they probably hate me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, well. Um, I retweeted one of them who had the Jane Austen ornament. Oh, lovely. Mm. Yeah. 
they're really nice. So, shout out. Thank Hope you for you're listening. listening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for who I am. For, <laughs> for, for who you are. are? I don't know. <laughs> you're great, Tyler. Thank you. Never change. My biggest fear is that next week, when you're not here, people are gonna be like, "Bring that guy back." <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, I guess it's not my biggest fear. My biggest fear is home invasion. Mm. Oh, interesting. That's an interesting big Second fear. Second is squirrels. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. A squirrel scared me walking here today because he was about to cross the sidewalk and I didn't see him at first. And I like looked down and he like scuttled away and I was like, get the fuck out of here, So squirrel. inconsiderate. That's Not all they are. You today. I know. Um, did you think of a feature film to cast Tyler in? I thought about it on the metro on the way over here. Okay. Um, I'm sticking with. I thought about She's maybe like nothing. I thought about maybe like you know we don't really think you would be <laughs> in a future yeah. film. Yeah. Like Family Stone or like um no this is where I leave you. Have you seen this? No. Like like you know movies like that are romantic comedies. Mo- no, me. they're not. They're okay. about family. All right. Well, Dramedies. I really love it then. Yeah, like uh, what my mom and I call them secret sad movies where mm. they're advertised as comedies, but yeah, you cry yeah. when you actually go see it. All right, fair. I could see Tyler being like in a family movie where it's like the kids are all grown up and they like go back to like oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah and it's like there maybe Tyler's been like the long away like successful but kind of quirky all right yeah, yeah yeah and he comes back and so like you know kind of like getting to know like the you know his sister who's like had children is maybe unhappily married and <coughs> excuse me sorry I have a cold um, you sound great for having a cold. Yeah, I think I think I'm on You're on, on the, the upswing. Yeah, because I've been doing nothing but drink water and tea for the past like three days. But I'm going to see Star Wars tomorrow <gasps> with Matt so and jealous. Nora, and yeah. I'm like, I'm really, I really hate having a cough in movie theaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, I used to get really bad, like I used to get bronchitis a lot, <laughs> um, and so I used to have like coughing fits in like classes and stuff and so I would never go to the movies or anything Mm. like if I had a cough because it just made me really anxious and I felt like I was disrupting people you have hardly coughed so I wouldn't worry I know I've been so I think I think it'll be good and I also like Matt like Star Wars is a big deal to him so I don't don't want to disturb his viewing experience and I don't want to contaminate the popcorn like I'm really anxious you'll cough once and I'll look at you and be like could you please just go (laughs) could you sit in another row um so, I deviated a little bit from this prompt because I cast you in TV. Oh, instead. okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Okay. Is that TV's okay? Better yeah, these yeah, days yeah. Okay. All right. Mm, I don't so, know. I have two <laughs> options. So, you can pick of these two. So, I could see you as being like a Schmidt character in oh, uh, New Girl. Yeah. Where, like, you're really like the funniest one. Mm-hmm. Interesting. You guys think Schmidt is the funniest one? Who do you think is the funniest? I, I think know you're a Nick Miller fan. I'm a big Nick Miller fan, and I'm also a, a really big Winston fan. Okay, I, really I, love I have Nick. no interest at all in Winston at all. I don't oh think my he's God, funny I ever. I love hilarious. Winston. I don't think he's funny at all. Oh I like Schmidt the best. I mean, Schmidt is absolutely great, but I, there, Winston has his own things that I just love. I really love. Yeah. I really like Winston. But I, I, I agree that you're more of a Schmidt because Schmidt, ha- like, I love that Schmidt has, like, specific ways of pronouncing things. Yes. Like, I think that's such a funny acting choice mm-hmm. and then I also love when he just like gets really upset about things yes. yeah yeah I, I just think I think you would make a great Schmidt oh thank you um 
the other option I could see is like more of another, actually a family drama, mm-hmm. wow. um, is um, if you were in Parenthood, you would maybe be the Crosby. I haven't seen Parenthood. Okay, Ooh. well, maybe you should. Okay. Uh, but he is basically the irresponsible brother who has knocked somebody up in the past. Nice. But is very, <laughs> is very well-meaning and um, a fun dad and... Um, a good man. A good man. She like learns down. to be a dad. Yeah, well, literally. Yeah. She never. She never told him that she was pregnant. So like, she basically comes in like the first episode. She comes up to him and she he has like a five year old son and she's oh like, "This God. is Jabbar and he's and your he's son." Like, Jabbar. Yeah, oh, he's the, the best. Cutest. He's the best the kid. World. Oh my yes. God. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I mean, I love Jabbar. Yeah. Jabbar is one of the best characters on that whole show. And what's the the characters? Crosby. Crosby. All right. Played by Dax Shepard, to give you some context. Yes. Are you not a Dax? No, I'm a, I'm a pretty... I, I mean, I haven't seen Dax since Without a Paddle, so... <laughs> okay. uh, so it's been, it's been a hot minute for me with Dax, <laughs> which I, I love that movie. I mean, yeah. at least I did. I remember Seth Green. Yeah, Seth Green. Yeah. Even though I've, I've heard uh, Seth Green is just a delight. Really? I, yeah, I was just really in, in that person. You're going to be like, he's a monster. No, <laughs> no. I, I, I really, I would love to meet Seth Green. Actually, did I ever? Oh, do you guys remember when we saw? I mean, and slash kind of oh, yeah. around Justin Long, yes, yeah. who right. seemed like the best guy ever. I wanted to be like Ginslinger. Ginslinger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he would have been like, ugh. Like, yikes. I like think it. he would have. He would have been so nice, but he's he would have so hated nice. it. I know. Oh God. Um, we just have to remember to be like him when we're famous. Yeah. Really cool. Um, yeah, but um, if we were in Parenthood, though, just to cast us like in two seconds, I would mm. be Julia and you would be Amber. I would be Amber. That is a compliment. I I know, but Who I do you want to be Christina. I know. Okay, but I just think that I am not a rebellious teen who like wants to live with her seventeen. No, 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 no. not at that point. Like later on, Amber, when she's um, working at the music studio with Dax, she- uh, Dax Shepard. Why did they? Did they just have one cool name and then just like sell out for all the rest? He's <laughs> like, yeah, just put an Amber or a Christina. There's a Joel. A Joel. A Jabbar. Well, Jabbar. Uh, yeah, but like, also like Brendan is such a Joel. Yeah. Like I me mean, and you guys are Julie. Julia and, Julia Joel. and Joel. Yeah. How many parents are there? There's six. There's three. Who, I mean, no, who would you? I like no. Like when she's like working at the music studio and basically like making it work. Yeah, that's fair. Like Amber near the end. Okay. She's like when she's together. pregnant and um, having a baby and moving into her grandparents' house. Okay, you're welcome. But um, <laughs> <laughs> could be better. But um, <laughs> should we? Does anybody want to? Should we say like some final thoughts about the book? Quick. Thoughts? Oh sure. What did you guys rate this on Goodreads? If you rated, or if you do that, I would rate it a three point five. I would rate it a three. Yeah. Okay. Chinks. <laughs> um, it yeah. just. It, I feel like it started out with a lot of promise. I I enjoyed reading it. Yeah, sure. I'd recommend it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I don't know if I would have read it had it not been for this podcast. It was like I was really immersed. I kept trying to think to myself, like, do I like this book? Because it was like yeah. I was very immersed in the world and I cared about what, like, finding out what was going to happen. Right. But sometimes I'd be like, I don't like, especially like during like Eddie's or like Dexter Styles' chapters, I'd be like, do I like this book? Yeah. I don't know that I do. Um, just one last thing. Um, Brendan wrote a review. Um, he did for our podcast so I have to give him a shout out because I promised that I would (laughs) Um, and he also has been listening to it he's listened to like the first four episodes so thanks husband for finally being a husband thank you Brendan for listening love you
Doesn't sound like you've listened to my episodes yet, though. <laughs> no. He'll get to him. He'll get to him. He'll, he'll get to him. Don't worry. He flies a lot, you know? That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening. We will be back next week. Our next book is Bridget Jones's Diary. Yeah. So get excited for that Christmas classic. That romantic com. I know. <laughs> After me insisting that we talk about romantic comedies on this every single week, I got a dark horse of a romantic I've comedy. I've also now. never seen the movie, so I'm like the one person who's never seen that movie. <laughs> I'm reading that book first. So. Yes. Anyway. Oh, can I say, guys, though, before we sign off, just thank you so much for having me. Thank, thank you for coming. It was such tremendous it's a big fun. Three weeks yeah. in a row. Yeah. No, I loved it. Guys, you should know, like, Tyler is a hot ticket. He, like, he's not lying about you his got popularity. <laughs> yeah, like, you got it. Yeah. He's hard to schedule with, and he's, like, <coughs> you know, he's the best. So it means yeah. a lot that he made the time for us. Thank oh, you so much. No, I, of course. I, yeah. No, thank you, guys. Anytime that you feel the burning need to talk about a book. Let us know. In a warm room. You, you will be Absolutely. welcome back. Yes. Yes. So. yes. yes. All right. Well, we're Thanks probably going to get kicked out of here soon, yeah, so. I'm waiting for that. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.